Hello, and welcome to Cinema Double Takes, a podcast where two movies are paired together in unexpected ways to make some head-turning double features. I'm Ryan. I'm Hunter. And we have a special Hot Takes episode, part one of two, as we are talking about movies that we don't like that everyone else does. Um, Just to kind of call out here, we each picked individually my pick hunter might like more than i do that's very possible so i assume this is going to be a very argumentative episode potentially potentially um there's a chance that we might be in a decent disagreement on these films i'm super excited to get into this we're talking about logan and hacksaw ridge uh two movies that i think interestingly enough i think we both picked them and they both were kind of movies that were kind of victims of overhype for when we saw them. Like, I think the hype was very big for both movies on both sides of when we saw them, and we ended up coming away disappointed. Um, I'm excited to get into kind of our thoughts even watching them years later since they've come out. Um, Yeah, and with that, I I think we could kick it off with Logan. Yeah, I'm excited. Get into it, yeah. So, Logan, um, directed by James Mangold, um, released in 2017. It's uh, the final chapter of Wolverine. Uh, it's the first like R-rated Wolverine movie, only R-rated Wolverine movie. Hugh Jackman is playing a aging Logan, an aging Wolverine who is protecting a like dementia-ridden Professor Xavier, and ends up getting kind of st- stuck having to watch over this young girl who is sort of related, like, like, revealed to be his daughter, which we'll get into. Yeah. I have feelings on that, but revealed to be his daughter, and he has to take her, like, from Mexico, where he's been hiding out, all the way up to North Dakota to seek refuge as mutants have been picked off, and she is this, like, child of, like, a government operation to create children weapons, mutant weapons. Um, It's a movie that Got a lot of hype when it came out. Ton of hype, yep. Ton of hype. Um, I, I think that to kind of kick it off, this is my hot take movie. My feelings did not change on this and the fact that I think that this is a movie that it's R-rated and it feels kind of juvenile to me. I think most people disagree, but it, it, there's a sense of that it's R-rated, it wants me to know it's R-rated, and it keeps telling me that it's something bigger and more than a typical bullshit comic book film and yet it hits a lot of bullshit comic book beats and i uh it still just doesn't work for me i think like it it tries to tout itself as something more mature than it is i'll say about it my first feelings on watching this movie when it initially had came out i had probably given this like a like a nine rating is what i Okay. I looked at it as. Yeah. And I, I think I was like, I don't know, when did this come out? 2016? 17. 17? Yeah, 17. So I was like 19 or 20. I mm-hmm. mean, like, yeah. now that I watch it, it wasn't as good on my second rewatch. Mm. Yeah. So I do get some of your criticisms. Okay. But I, I think the part of the movie that really, like, kills me is, like, the end. Like, the, the third act of the film is really where I start to be bogged down the by... The third act is bad. Yeah, it, the third down's third not act. good. Um, it, yeah, and, and I'm glad that... At least on your rewatch, do you feel kind of the same on the third act? I have, like, a weird thing with this movie where I feel like 
I don't say this about many movies, but it has a good second act. I like the middle of this movie. I don't like the beginning of it, and I really don't like the end of it. But I think that the middle part of the film works, and that's like the least comic booky section. Yeah. It's where it's a road trip movie. When it becomes this like on-the-run road trip film, I dig it. But the start of the film, I feel like it's trying so hard to show off that it has an R rating to kind of an obnoxious degree. The first line of dialogue in the film is fuck. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. Like, like, yeah, you got an R rating. I get it. And, and he hacks up a bunch of, like, like cholos, like, like some gangsters who are trying to steal yeah. his tires. And it's like, look at how gory it is. Professor Xavier Charles is saying fuck like every other word in the opening of this movie. Yeah. And then he stops doing it, <laughs> like, once the movie actually gets going. And it's just kind of weird to me that, like, I feel like it just was like, look, we're rated R. This movie is just, like, the epitome of, like, fandom. It's, like, really yeah. trying to serve everything that they wanted. Which, like, to me, I, I think that there's a lot of it that I like. I like that they gave me actually, like, decent send-off to Wolverine, at least, rather than just, like, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. not revitalizing the role or, or doing anything else. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on that, too, though, because the send-off happens so fast if we're talking yeah. about like how they kind of conclude end, his yeah. story the ending is like I, I like remember it feeling quick in the theater but like i don't know rewatch it was like just bam yeah instant. he's he's yeah. dead and it's over and i'm like oh, okay and they like mix it with like the the western that they were watching earlier yeah. in the film with like the send-off mm-hmm. and like i'd read like you know they wanted to make like a cowboy western yeah like storyline throughout this movie and i I do feel that to a degree, but there are some parts of it that I'm like takes me out. Yeah, like well, I know that they were inspired by westerns. The director himself has directed a western. He directed yeah. the Three Ten to Yuma remake with Christian Bale and Russell Crowe, and that movie's great. Yeah, I like the movie. Um, but I think it's kind of the thing, though, and this is like especially us talking about like this is the first superhero movie we've ever talked about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but. A big problem I have with this movie is how much it tries to tell me it's more than what it is. Even down to the... He holds up a comic book and says, This is bullshit! <laughs> like, See, this those, is fake! Those are, like, come on. Those are some of the moments of the movie that really took me out. Like, when he's when he's literally reading through the comic. And, like, that's supposed to be, like, a real huge plot point. Is that yeah. he realizes that the the code, like, the la- like latitude mm-hmm. longitude is, like, bullshit. yeah. Well, and I just don't like that he kind of, like, tries to say that, like, this isn't real life. As the movie gets progressively sillier. I think that, like, it's a huge problem I have, especially with, like, the third act is, like, real comic book silliness. I can tell you the exact moment, even in the theater, and it still happened while I was on on my rewatch. Where, okay, the first act's a little rocky. I think the exposition in the first act is terrible. I'm not a fan of, like, how... like, everyone is just explaining everything outright to each other yeah, to a weird okay, degree. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'll get into There's one particular piece of exposition that I think is, like, horrendously bad, comically okay. bad. Um, but it, it gets past all the exposition. Once the road trip actually gets going, it, I, I start to settle into the groove of, like, watching these characters hang out and, and go on the run to make sure that they don't get caught and, like, they're on the run for the government. Um it's all working and they, they meet that family in that farmhouse and the moment evil Wolverine shows up it slams See, I don't I, I evil don't Wolverine hate that. shows up and it's just like you were trying so hard to tell me to take this seriously and then we have evil Wolverine and it's like this is stupid I I just 
if it were embracing the fact that it was comic booky, yeah. I'd have different thoughts. But it's like it's trying to tell me that this is a cut above. This is a serious film, and then we have an evil clone. <laughs> like, like, come on! It just. I gotta say, the action is pretty fun, though. I mean, like that's that's the one thing about this movie is like. If I'm looking at it objectively as like just like a fan who likes these, I've liked yeah. the Wolverine movies. Like yeah. it is fun to watch Hugh Jackman fight another Hugh Jackman, especially when like they fucking die of the beard and like CGI the other Hugh Jackman to look <laughs> yeah, well, younger. It's just it's goofy, and this movie is trying so hard to tell me that like you need to take this seriously. Yeah. And I'm like I'm watching a clone of Hugh Jackman <laughs> just growl. Like how am I supposed to take this seriously? And, and it comes back around to that, like, th- th- who is this made for? You know, I have that question, like, and I guess it's for the fans, but, like, it, it's just weird because it this movie really is made for teens, is how I feel about it. Like, this is a movie that's made for teens that's trying to say that it's grittier and hard-edged, but really it's like... It, I hate that I use this term a lot, but it's like baby's first R-rated movie. It's like, here you go. Here is your your first foray into a film where characters curse and there's some blood, but yet it still is a silly comic book film. It doesn't act like it is. It thinks it's much more than that. But but I just get this sense of that, like, if you really want to watch a hard-edged, really brutal R-rated action film, those exist. And, and they're much they could get much deeper than this does yeah i mean like i feel like with superhero movies everybody's always wanted something rated r so that's why like this movie did so well that's why deadpool does so well yeah it's like something people want because like i mean if you look at the landscape right now with like all the marvel movies like yeah it's just that if you want an r-rated movie go watch an r-rated movie why does it have to be a superhero i i get that like so deadpool i think is different because it needs to be well and it's knowingly juvenile. Yeah. This is a movie that feels like it's still made for teens and made for teens to go, whoa, did you see how gnarly that kill was that he just did? That's so cool. Like, like that's how this but movie I can, feels to I, me. See, and I can enjoy that, though. Like, the the thing is, is like, I, I do think that this movie does some cliches where it's like, you know, it does the road trip... Con- like, it's kind of yeah. like a road trip comedy send-off with... Ex- like it's, Charles Xavier in well, the back and it's is kind like, of the last of us I, like, like there's a lot of yeah. last of us vibes um I think the villain's bad I think the villain yeah is really I don't bad. really like the villain either I like the government like facility runner I think is like just just really mustache twirling dumb I yeah. think like the character of Pierce played by like Boyd Holbrook he's also very like generic bad mercenary dude yeah but the one thing I could say is that, like, I think he's very charismatic as a charming southern asshole. Like, like I, yeah. I, I, I find his performance enjoyable, but he's not a good villain. Yeah, <laughs> like, I liked, I, I liked the beginning scene where you first get to see him, where he shows up in like uh, Logan's limousine. Yeah, I just like that he's like he talks in this like southern drawl, and he's just he's got a, this twain to it. Yeah, and he's just a total piece of shit. Like, like there's like some fun to his performance, and you can tell he's enjoying playing the part. Yeah. Like I, I, I enjoyed his performance, but I don't think that he's a good character. Did you enjoy like the? So you said you had grudge with the first act. I want to yeah. know. Did you enjoy at least, like, the action sequence with, like, the limousine or, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, that's, a good, that's a good action sequence. 
I, I think that action sequence is good. I think the action is well handled. Um, there's, I think my favorite action set piece in the movie, it, it, it's, it's a perfect encapsulation of like how this movie constantly will do something that I think is good and then immediately like follow it up with something I think is stupid. I think the best like sequence in the film is the casino. Oh, that's such a great... That's such, it is. That's so great. And then it ends on a sour note for me in the fact that, like... I, I think it's, like, my brain trying to think about the logistics of what's going on. And so Professor Xavier's having a seizure. And it's basically causing everyone to, like, stiffen up. Like, all yeah. their muscles, like, tense up. But as Wolverine, as Logan, is stabbing people through the face... Shouldn't they drop to the floor the moment? Okay, he does so that? so I will agree that that's that's one gripe that I have with that scene because I was thinking the same yeah. thing. But it is just so satisfying watching him slowly yeah, like, fucking. I like how the scene plays. I think it's an awesome scene, and then it sort of ends, and I'm like, hold on. <laughs> and and the yeah. only reason why I do that is because the movie keeps telling me this is serious. This like like this movie is yeah. grounded. Well, like, I mean, like there's so many there's so many things that you could take a look at with this movie. Like the the main baddie who's like mm-hmm. creating all the mutants that created the other Logan. Like, yeah, if you are to know so much about Wolverine, then don't you know that his weakness mm-hmm. would it's be uh, adamantium, adamantium. Yeah. and so you could just end him. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to get, like, plot holy, but, like, that's one yeah. of those moments where I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, it's pretty apparent. And, and then, like, I think, too, just... So, so even getting into that villain character and everything, and I, I kind of mentioned we get into it, but, like, how was she his daughter? Like, like, like even now, like, like, I've seen it twice. I've even... I remember, like, each time I've seen the movie, I've looked up, like, so how is... Like, she shares his DNA, but, like, so does your cousin. You, yeah. You know, like, it's just, like, your cousin also has similar... DNA to you like, like just like use his sperm to donate sperm like, like, like he, they didn't he just like they have DNA they have like samples him from him yeah that I they guess. fused it and sort of like well is she really his daughter like she's sort of like you know like essentially a lab rat that you know like, like it doesn't really explain it that well and, and, but and I, both I, times I've watched it but like like I don't know could you've just given a better I think the reasoning. I think the one thing that they're trying to convey there is like Logan's kind of a loner. He's always yeah. been a loner, so like yeah, it's kind of a good thing for him to have somebody else that he can pass on. Like yeah, I get it. It's just I don't know. They're, like the way they kind of tried to shoehorn in that she's his daughter, and it's kind of like, well, did she have to? Did they have to try to think of some wraparound excuse to make her, her his daughter when they could have just said like, yeah, she was. They took parts of your DNA and infused it into a child it's also interesting watching this having now watched the boys Mm, because like that entire mutant like you know they're creating all these mutants yeah to be like an army is kind of similar to yeah the boys a lot yeah i I liked it in the boys a little more than i liked it here yeah that actually goes into that horrible piece of exposition i was talking about that stupid cell phone video (laughs) it's so bad it, it was it, it bothered me in the theater it bothered me again here because it's like this is supposed to be like a secret thing that she filmed it's like she's got some incredible shots w- what camera is she yeah. using to document this and also she's been in a hurry she's been on the run and somehow she edited and put together and narrated an entire 15 minute documentary <laughs> it's like what, like what what is this like, like it's just 
And it comes back to that, like, if the movie was just sillier, if it just owned the fact that it's silly, it's, but it doesn't. And R-rated comic book movies are not impossible. I'm not against it. Deadpool works because it, yeah, it, it's juvenile and it, it certainly is made for teens as well, but it, it just, yeah, it, it can't pass with a PG-13 rating, but that's the audience it's actually aiming for. This one's trying to say it's, we're for adults, but it's really not. It's kind of how the feeling I get. And then, like, Watchmen was based on source material that, by default, was an adult-oriented comic book that was a satire on the genre. Like, like so it's just... It can happen, but I just feel like it's got to be based in something that justifies it more than that, like, yeah, the fans wanted it and the fans liked it, but I just kind of have this weird feeling of like, why are we trying to treat this like finally like a superhero, like a, a superhero movie for adults? It's like, what, I mean, what's the point? <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, I, I see, I see the criticism, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I went into it with like a different view on the movie. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that it leans super far into like the silliness mm -hmm. of it but i just yeah. think that like i don't know it, it's just supposed to be like action-packed blood and gore that like that people have always wanted and i think that yeah. that's why it has such a high rating is because like most of the people that went and saw this movie have been climbing like they wanted yeah. this forever yeah I, I just why did you have to tell me it's an art film like, like it kind of yeah does. It like, does. i think that's my thing is that like why couldn't it just yeah, this is going to be a Wolverine movie where it gets really gnarly. Hell yeah. Why can't you just be that? But it goes that step further. Like, no, we're a serious film. This is for adults. This is a dramatic piece. And there's an evil clone of Logan. And they're going to fight each other. <laughs> it's like, like oh, okay, come on. You know, it's like, like what, what is this? I had fun in the, the Logan <laughs> fighting sequence. Like, like the, the first time no. I watched it, it was like a little wacky, but I still thought it was fun. Like, I, I think the, the real problem with this movie is just after the third act. Like, I, I like the horror element of, like, like the slight, I guess I could say slight yeah. horror element of, like, Logan, clone Logan killing mm -hmm. and slaughtering that entire family that <laughs> yeah. Logan had just helped. Yeah, I mean, like, that was, like, pretty brutal. Like, I, I appreciated that it was willing to kind of get that dark with that moment. But, yeah, I don't know. He showed up, I'm like, this is so dumb. <laughs> 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 just it still feels so dumb and everyone talks about this movie like this is the other thing too though is i don't really hear people talk about this movie that much anymore I, I when really it first don't. came out it was huge it though was like you couldn't hyped. escape having people talk about it yeah yeah well and now it's sort of like i just think that people still talk about the dark knight people still obsess yeah. over the dark knight i don't hear people obsessing over logan as much those people exist there's hyper fans of everything but but it's just that i like this movie i feel like kind of came and went like there was the huge russia hype for a little bit and it's i don't really hear it get brought up often and i think it's a sign of that it's not as good as people thought it was i think it's one of those movies where people saw it once and they don't mm -hmm. see it again so yeah. it, it's kind of similar to like my views on it right like yeah. I, I had such a high rating for this movie mm -hmm. because i'd seen it in theaters once I had I loved the experience. I had a lot of fun with it, mm -hmm. and like I was just happy that there was like a decent send off yeah. to uh, Logan. So I was like, "Yeah, this is this is pretty good." So I gave it a nine, and then mm -hmm. on rewatch, I'm like, "Well, it has maybe problems. this isn't as much of a nine, <laughs> yeah, as I had thought." Also, I think that I've I've become a little more critical of movies as yeah. I, as I've gotten older. So yeah, and that's totally fair. I just yeah. It 
there was certainly a sense of overhype, but even on a rewatch, I still have that feeling of like, for everything that I like that it does, it ends up doing something I think is just kind of goofy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and doesn't really work. Um, yeah, yeah, just... It really, everything tanked for me when Evil Logan showed up. Like, that really, like, faltered it. I didn't like the opening either, because that expository dialogue with everyone explaining everything, like, even the radio, come on, man, it's 2029. Yeah. It's like, honestly, I would have just preferred a text scroll. Like, just give me, like, <laughs> a, like a, a page of text that just says, 2029, all mutants have been eradicated. Like, next to all mutants have been eradicated, and, like, the ones that remain are in hiding. And there you go. Because, like, you could tell that, like, it's taking place, like, a chunk of time has gone by. More than, like, the previous X-Men movie. Like, more than even the previous Wolverine movie. Um, which, speaking of which, was also directed by James Mangold, The Wolverine. Yeah. That movie also has a huge third act problem. Uh, the third act of that movie is just garbage. But... I like that movie more. I like that movie more than Logan. I what I have loved it, like because like I would like to have had that samurai Wolverine movie. I know that there is like an R-rated director's cut of that movie, yeah. but even then, though, I would have loved if they took that movie and like if that was the R-rated Wolverine movie we got. Like if they made that a gory Wolverine samurai movie, I still think the third act where it basically turns into Transformers, yeah, is pretty pretty bad it's it, i would argue it's worse than the third act of logan but the rest of the movie i think is just it, it's more comic booky fun and, and i think that's the thing this movie's trying so hard to say that you know like this isn't a this isn't a fun movie <laughs> like this yeah is a serious i, movie. I do like, see how it's trying to present itself in this like art house manner but like yeah i don't know i think i, I think with like I, I guess in comparison like you with like horror movies mm-hmm. or, or something of that genre yeah you're less like you're critical but like mm-hmm. you're more so going to yeah. rate it higher even if it's i could be more forgiving to more a forgiving. genre that i enjoy and yeah. i feel like with any superhero movie i mean like excluding the new doctor strange i'm <laughs> i'm not as hypercritical and yeah. i just look at it for what it is like it's it's yeah. not going to be an a24 movie or a yeah. boom house or, or, or anything like that yeah but like but don't, tell, but don't tell me that it no, is. I, get I think that. that's I the get thing, that. though. It's, it's like Logan is like, yeah, like this is for the the adult art house yeah. crowd. It's like, no, it's not. But you're acting like it is. Yeah, and that's where it's like I like the Wolverine more. I like like the previous movie where it is more comic booky, silly, but it it owns it, and, and that's the thing. Like like, it, and I can enjoy a comic book film. I loved the new Batman, and that movie like. Sure, it has its gritty aesthetic, but I still think that movie also kind of has its roots in that it's a kind of a silly comic book movie. Like, like I, I think at its core, there still is that owning of, yeah, it takes place in an exaggerated world. It has to. There's a man dressed like a bat who we're supposed to take yeah, seriously. You, like, yeah. Um, but I think that movie just still has an awareness of being a little heightened, a little, like, exaggerated, not trying to tell you that, like, this is reality. This is how it is. And this is like, this is a film for adults. And, and and Logan is really pushing that. And I think that there could have been a, a spin on this movie, even with the Western aesthetic. It's just lighten up a bit. I, I think like, that's kind of how I felt about it, where like the Batman, it technically acts more grim than this movie does, but it also feels like it really isn't trying to say it's based in reality. <laughs> Um, this movie yeah. is trying to be like this is a, a grounded take 
I guess the one thing that I one of the notes I had wrote down is that this movie it feels a little mundane at times, mm-hmm. and then they just pepper in fun here and there. It's like yeah, it's and it's the real problem on the second viewing because mm-hmm. while in the first viewing I didn't feel the length, yeah, the second viewing I really started to feel the length, yeah. especially having just watched Taxar Ridge following both of these, yeah. That's five hours of my life that I, <laughs> yeah. I spent watching these movies yeah. back to back. And this one really started to, like, especially that third act coming mm-hmm. in. I was like, all right, are we going to get to the end? Like, it, I know what's going to happen. Just get me there. It does drag out. I, I think, like, there there is a, yeah, a stretch of it where it's sort of, like, especially I think when he's with the kids. Where, yeah. like, you know, like, okay, yeah, you made it. And... That's also really the, yeah, the third act is just not good. Yeah, they I, do. The, one of my biggest gripes with the third act is like, this is this is the fan thing. This is uh-huh. this is why I get, I get a little bit annoyed when like Marvel or or anything like that tries to just like here. This is what mm-hmm. you fucking wanted. They yeah. trim his fucking beard to make him. I know act, they make they give him they the give comic him the comic book look. look and, and it's, it's like, uh, come on. I know it's it's silly. I think we're. This is the same movie that's telling me this is a serious, like, thoughtful western for adults that happens to feature a superhero. Has a sequence of government officials chasing super kids through the woods. Yeah, it's like you know it what goes I mean? into like Spielberg goofiness, which is fine if you weren't telling me that like this is for adults. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just watching these kids run through the woods and they're like waving their arms around. <laughs> their... A lot of the movie feels like it's PG thirteen, Yeah, well, because it's it's not really made for adults as much as it keeps telling you that it yeah. is. I think that's the thing. Like, like, I, yeah, I just, I just needed the tone to be like the tone needed to be different. And like, I, I find a lot of that, that that goofy stuff that just it doesn't work for a movie that's really trying to tout itself as something far more than it is. I think that that's where it really comes down to, and it has just clunky exposition in that first act i i think the second act is the best part of the movie where it is just kind of a, a character road trip movie yeah and then the third act tries to turn into a superhero action movie the cgi is bad in that sequence too there's some yeah. pretty bad cgi that happens um i think like the scene of pierce getting killed by all the kids made me audibly laugh yep <laughs> like because well, they're all like you know, waving their arms around, blowing on them. <laughs> I did like that they uh, they didn't let like the the villainous like mutant creator. They uh-huh. didn't like let him finish his line of dialogue. Yeah, that was like maybe the one point of the third act that I was like, oh, that was fun. And then mm-hmm. like after the death of Wolverine, I liked the speech that his quote unquote daughter gave. Yeah, uh, as a callback to earlier with Charles. Like mm-hmm. I I think that's good. And yeah. and I had. A decent amount of time, like fun with the first and second act, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to forgive those yeah. a lot more than I was by the end. Like the, the yeah. third act, really fucking just—it's not good. Yeah, it yeah. really fumbles. I, yeah, well, and squirting green juice into himself, and it, it's yeah, like, yeah, like all right. Like I, I don't remember what it is. At one point, I think I knew what what that stuff was supposed to be. That, that he's injecting yeah it's like supposed to like heal him for like a short stint yeah, of time like I, I can't think of the name of it I know like I don't remember either I yeah it, it just I don't hate this movie I don't like it I did pick it as my hot take movie and my opinion didn't change on it 
Um, th- do we want to get into kind of ratings and yeah, we can get into things? ratings. Yeah, yeah. So it's a five out of ten for me. It it, it just. As I kind of mentioned, everything I'm like, okay, I kind of like what you're doing with this. It'll do something I think is kind of goofy or stupid, or have like some, you know, a dumb line of dialogue, or that it feels like it's just kind of trying too hard to be something more grand. And honestly, I would have given this movie a higher rating if it just took itself less seriously. Like, there's things where it's like, I can excuse a silly comic book movie if it's knowingly being a silly comic book movie. And. You're, this movie is telling me no this needs to be judged as like high art it's like yeah. okay well I, I'll do it <laughs> you know like that's kind of how I feel about it like if you want me to criticize you and really view you as like a like heavy piece of cinema I'll compare I'll you to a heavy that piece yeah, of I'll cinema that, and yeah. I find it just <laughs> 5 out of 10 it's it, it doesn't look bad I don't think there's anything like gorgeous about the cinematography but like it looks fine I think the performances are all good I didn't talk about that too much, but I think Patrick Stewart's fantastic in yeah. this. I think he's really great in this. So is Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, like he is, he's been this character for nearly twenty years when this came out. Like he, he really, as far as his performance goes and how committed he was, he gave that character a proper send off for how long he'd been in it. it. It's just that I find the story rather weak. I really don't think the story's that great, and. uh yeah, <laughs> I mean those I are. I, I think opinions. that you're presenting fair criticisms. Yeah. I mean, like, so I I had originally given this a nine out of ten mm-hmm. back when it came out. Yeah. I, I'd probably give this a seven out of ten now. Okay. I think it's reasonable. I mean, like Still the right. yeah. you, you start to feel the length, but like I I truly enjoyed this send off. Mm-hmm. It it was basically just like one more wild ride with yeah. like Hugh Jackman, and like I love the character so much. That's fair. That I'm willing to give give it its dues maybe i'm looking yeah. at it with like rose tinted glasses well, but at least it's fun i think it's okay to, to have that opinion i mean again i'm i'm the one that's in the minority i, I i'm yeah, the one that like I, isn't in the majority i don't here. know how many people would realistically give this a nine out of ten now mm-hmm. but i will say i was speaking to my coworker about this movie mm-hmm. and they still were giving it like a 10 out of 10 so yeah. like people if you bring it up, people will tell you it's great. That they love it, yeah. And, but they've probably only w- seen it once, though. I and think I think I, I think point. I would have as well. You know yeah. what I mean? So that that's the thing. It's like maybe give it a rewatch. I, yeah, yeah. Because I just don't think it holds up to that. Yeah, I think when it was so so hyped and you were giving fans what they want. I'm not like a diehard Wolverine fan too. I think that's part of it. Like, but yeah, it. You're allowed to like it. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I'm not exactly. trying. Like, I have yeah. no problem with people liking the movie. It's more of just that, like, when I watch it, I, I, I just it, it doesn't click for me the way it did for so many other people. And I think it was because it took itself way too seriously. And I had you choose between this or Black Panther with the choices. And I yeah. will say this: I, I won't. We won't be doing. A, I'm not doing a review of Black Panther, but I will say that, like. I understand the people that love this movie more than I understand the people that love Black Panther. The, the people that, like, like that's one that I will say just flat out, I, I don't understand why people love that movie. That one's, that one's crazy to me as well. Like, like I really, like, I do Because I, I will say, I'm, we're not going to get into <laughs> yeah, this discussion yeah. here, but I have seen Black Panther more than one time, uh-huh. and I've enjoyed it on multiple watches. Yeah. But also, Marvel movies... To a degree, 
I'm willing to give them a little okay. bit of yeah. like leeway. Yeah, because to me, like, like that one is one where like I more than this movie, which I find on the mediocre side. I think Black Panther is just bad. That's <laughs> and, incredible, and I don't really understand the, the love that it gets. This movie, I do. I do understand why people love this movie, especially if you're really into comic books, if you're into superhero movies, if you love Logan, if you, you know, like if you yeah. love the character and. Just what you've been wanting is that R-rated action movie. This one gives you a taste it, it, of it. It gives you that. Yeah. I think just for me, like not having that huge attachment, I'm looking at it in the sense of like this is, you know, you're trying to hype yourself up as something that's transcendent of the genre. And I don't think it is at all. Yeah, I <laughs> like, give it a lot of credit for at least yeah. trying though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I feel so like whatever about it, but... With that, though, are we ready to move on to your pick? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Going into Hacksaw Ridge, directed by uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a hard name <laughs> yeah, to say around. sometimes. Uh, it's the true story of Desmond Doss, played by Andrew Garfield, who was a conscientious... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're good. Conscientious man. objector yeah. in World War II. He did not want to bear arms, and yeah. he didn't want to kill anybody. He wanted to go in as a medic. And he had some trials and tribulations into doing so, but ended up being a massive hero and saving, I think it was 75 people off of Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, it was a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Um, I saw this movie based on my friend Casey's love for it. He mm -hmm. gave it like a 10 out of 10 the year it came out, and it's the only thing I could hear him talk about for like months on end. Yeah. So I finally gave in and watched it. And at the time I was 19, I've never been really, like, into war movies, I would say. Mm, like, yeah. I, I think I'm most biased when it comes to those, maybe, mainly because I don't enjoy them as much. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, you add, like, the religious connotation with this movie. Yeah. And I, I just, I didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. But on the second watch, yeah, I didn't hate it as much. I okay. still have my gripes with the beginning. Okay, yeah. But once it gets into the war elements, I think that it's actually pretty good. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, okay, so yeah, I was totally ready thinking that you would watch this again and think it's worse. I, I was totally no. on, on the expectation that you would go in thinking that. I know that, I will say this, my rating did go down on a rewatch. Okay. Slightly. Like, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a big drop. But, like, it was, and I think a lot of it has to do with just the, at least for me, I know it didn't click with you on the first watch, but for me, like, the emotional impact of the first watch was very strong. And it just, it can't have the same emotional impact yeah. on a rewatch. And I think that that's part of it for me, like, with it kind of going down a little bit. But I, I will say that, it, and, and we'll get into especially that first part of the movie, because um, I think that's an area where a lot of people have their issues. I think that this movie feels so classical in its presentation like, there is a quality of this movie that just feels like an old Hollywood movie to, like... like a To its detriment, in my For eyes. For me, it's yeah. to a weirdly charming degree. Okay. Like, I, I, like, kind of like how much, like... Because you don't get movies that feel like Hacksaw Ridge too often that feel like it was made on a set. This You know, like, these are the actors yeah. being actors. You can literally kind of, like, see the lighting. Um, like, like, the characters have, like, a glow, a halo behind them. And it... It's... 
very sentimental. I, I could understand. I just want to say it's overly sentimental, but I also think this is a film about a very sentimental man. So that's that's the main thing that I, I do want to get out of the way before we like get into the actual discussion. Is like mm-hmm. I think that this story, this even incredible. on first watch, I was like, that's fucking, that's baffling, nuts, that's yeah. that's bonkers that he was able to do so. Yeah, I just there, there's a lot of criticisms I had with like choices. So like. Mm-hmm. I can like a campy movie or like yeah. a, a kitschy movie, like something that's mm-hmm. like amplifying something to a degree. Yeah. But the way this does it is like so overly dramatized that at yeah. moments I just, I just fall out of it. Like I, 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 I can't connect to it as much as I would like to. Uh, while I do think Andrew Garfield has like one of the best performances of his career. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's He's a lot of good to yeah. it. My biggest gripe honestly is like the score for this film interesting okay like the the score doubles down on the campy nature and makes those scenes it's feel even sen- more it's very sentimental yeah it, and I, it it has like an extra dosage of sap there is yeah. a lot of sap to this but i like it like for me like like i and i had a feeling like that was going to be yeah. the biggest complaint with the film is that like it's it's a sappy movie but it's so as uh, as a person, and he's he, he did something incredible. But also, it seems like Desmond Doss kind of was a that way, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that it's a film that I think is it's paying tribute to this guy in a way that I think like works in sort of that perception of his world. I, I, I think yeah. like, that's kind of how how it works for me. Is that it? Yeah, it, it has that like overly Americana, like this lush. Texas town, you know, yeah, and the, the the charming Southern talk, but like he's got a PTSD, like you know, just aggressive alcoholic father. But but it, like it kind of feels like it fits in with some of those like idyllic and even kind of classical cliches. I know that it's his life, but yeah, he, he does film it. Mel Gibson films this yeah. that is very much like almost like storybook <laughs> it's <laughs> like, just like it, it it's like the dialogue itself i don't hate and like the, the story mm-hmm. itself is pretty fun like I, yeah like the entire relationship with desmond and uh what's her name uh dorothy mm-hmm. i enjoy that like it's i enjoy sweet, him yeah. coming back there and like yeah. giving her this cliche line to uh-huh. get her to go on a date with him like it's enjoyable it to watch it feels like a movie i think like it just it, like this movie feels like it could have literally been made in the 40s. <laughs> like, no, yeah. It, it has that quality to it. But I, I think that's what takes me out of it so much. It's yeah. just like, you said sentimental. And like yes. that, that really is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. on second watch, it wasn't as grating for me as like, yeah. maybe it was on the first. But mm-hmm. I also think like, the religious aspects of this movie, I thought were way more amplified on first watch. And then as I'm watching on the second watch, I'm like, well, this isn't really pushing it as much as like, I had perceived it on initial view. Yeah. Like it, it is trying to give a, a message. Like mm-hmm. clearly, this is what his character stands for. Yeah, but like it's not pushing it out but, on the overall film. I agree. Like I think it one. Mel Gibson is very openly yeah. Christian. Like, yeah, like we know this. But also, I don't know. I don't feel like there is certainly a a, a love for Christianity and a love for like that faith, like within Mel Gibson and within how he films this. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I, yeah, I also don't feel like this movie's pushing it on you. Yeah. I, I get the sense. It's more of like, that's what this guy believes. And he did something extraordinary. And, like, that, like, and that's what changed for me on the mm-hmm. second view. I guess I was like, uh, 
I think I had this perception that it was going to be a 10 out of 10 movie. Okay, yeah. And all of the minute issues that kept stacking up for me mm. were, like, even more amplified yeah. than they should have been, right? Yeah. Like, like I was expecting, oh, fuck, I'm going to love this movie, and yeah. then I get all these things thrown at me that I'm like, well, I don't really... Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... I kind of love the schmaltziness of it just because it... I think it just fits with this, like... It just fits as this like kind of classical movie, and, and, and there's not many movies that you get now that have this sense of like, here is just they built a little Texas town set, and they're yeah. on the set, they're on the set of the boot camp, and they're doing these things, and you can feel where the the lights are beaming down on the actors, and like you could perceive it as flaws. To me, it feels like it just like he wanted to make this very like old school Hollywood film, and then also I think the sappiness kind of works to the. It, the movie's favor in the intense juxtaposition of when the violence hits this movie turns into a horror film so that like, it gets like just brutal yeah the contrast of the yeah. two is what i enjoy the most because like even on first watch like the the fucking brutal brutal filming of the war sequences are like breathtaking and yeah. like it, it's kind of a shock like oh, yeah. it, it it really takes a left turn and it's, I enjoyed it on second watch. Like, I yeah. loved it. And it's introduced in a jump scare. Like, like yeah. literally, like, this movie has been kind of sappy and, like, kind of fits with some, like, you could say cliches or at least, like, kind of the, the stereotypes of, like, the hardened military dudes and the camaraderie at yeah. boot camp and everything like that, which I still think has, like, a sense of fun to it. Um, definitely feels typical, but there's some fun yeah. to be had in those sequences. They're, they're, they're not doing anything new, even him being the number one in the class. You know, well, like, yeah, like, like that. Like the Vince Vaughn entire sequence when mm-hmm. he first comes on just yeah. feels like um, a full metal jacket. Like, yeah, exactly. It, it just feels like it's ripping it, which like is kind of an homage, right? Yeah. But it just, as Vince Vaughn is doing it, it's mm-hmm. taking me out. Like as... <laughs> As the movie, yeah, as the movie continues, I, I, you know, I grow to like Vince Vaughn's character yeah. more. But like him just playing this sergeant that's like yeah. a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. I, I immediately, I'm like, no way, dude. Yeah, I liked Vince Vaughn in this. I also, I liked Sam Worthington. Yeah, um, like, like he, he typically plays like cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, but he, uh, I don't know. I felt like I believed him as this character. You know, it's it, like. He's playing a pretty stoic character, but I think like it worked for kind of the casting. Of yeah, him. and like I actually didn't mind him, but yeah, like it, it's all playing on kind of some very big not stereotypes, but at least archetypes, and in some kind of traditional Hollywood movies, even the little romance meet yeah. that he has, all those things, and then a soldier pops up out of the rubble, screams, and his face blows up. Yeah, like you literally see his face blow off. And, and then the movie just snap. <laughs> the like, depiction of war is so crazy. Like just watching yeah. the bullets fly through bodies is oh, yeah. like so fucking visceral. It, it goes from like zero to sixty in like half a second. Yeah, it really does. It, it's like been like this kind of light-hearted film, mm-hmm. and it just goes off. And and, it, and he doesn't hold back. And I know like. It's a criticism that I've heard some people have of this movie. I, it doesn't bother me in the way that other people do, but like this is the most violent movie about pacifism yeah. you'll ever watch. Like, yeah. like it just, and I understand that there's some people where it's like it's a movie about a conscientious objector, and 
Like the movie, it like almost feels like Mel Gibson is relishing in the gore. I don't necessarily feel that way. I feel like he's trying to make it as horrific as possible, and I think that like that's where he's going all out on. Yeah, the, like, it's brutal. It it's very violent, and it, it is a movie about a guy who is not trying to kill anyone while he's out there. Like he's in the middle of this just hell. <laughs> and, I like that. I like. You know, like, I have read, like, the discussions mm-hmm. online of people saying, like, it kind of glorifies the violence. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's glorifying it in I don't any either. way. I think it's like, you know, all of these people that were going into the war have different ideas on what it's going to be like when they first get there. Mm-hmm. And, like, the movie snapping and fucking ten people die immediately or, like, yeah. you know, people you've been with for the entire movie are dead almost instantaneously. Oh, yeah. yeah. is a really good way of showing you, like, this is war. This is what yeah. it's about. It's, it, you know, it's not what they put in these other films that you might have watched. Like, not everyone's mm. making it out. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Is like, I feel like just, he's making it very violent, but war is very violent. I, I think yeah. the movie was really trying to not sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. And I think he wanted it to, like, look as visceral as possible to just sort of showcase, especially to the, like, like, just idyllic life that they were trying yeah. to kind of present like of course like he had a difficult family life but it still plays it in this very idyllic small yeah. southern town setting and the way he meets his his wife and, and all these things and even the boot camp they're kind of joking with each other and yes he gets like assaulted for not wanting to hold a gun but I still think though that the movie still plays it in this very sappy sentimental yeah. nature and then it really just gets it gets grim for a while like, like it, no, really it does. gets dark and i uh i appreciate that and as we were talking about logan i i feel like the opposite of it like i think the pacing really works in this film i don't think this movie feels as long as it is no me. i was i was thinking the same thing because i didn't feel the length of this yeah. movie at all but on logan i was like jesus christ it starts to drag to the finish line but like this one i think because it's it's really this movie is is a two act film, but mm-hmm. like, like instead of like the traditional, like you could maybe say that there's three acts and the second act is really short because we, like really it's there's before they go to Hacksaw Ridge and there's they're at Hacksaw Ridge like like that's the film and like you could say that maybe the really tiny the real s- interviews and stuff like that well, or you can say that the or... tiny second act is the boot camp sequence yeah like the first act is pre-boot camp second act boot camp third act is Hacksaw Ridge but like Hacksaw Ridge is like the whole second half of the film yeah. so like I really feel like it's like there is before they're out there and there is like when they're in it and when they're in it it's non-stop like, like yeah. it just the movie is, it doesn't let up it really doesn't and it's it's exhausting. Like, like, like yeah. the movie ends and you do feel like, damn. <laughs> like, well, like and you're so that. stressed for him while he's up there because it's like, yeah. you know, you know, going into this, you might know the story, but it's still like watching him up there while, mm-hmm. you know, people are around him and he's like yeah. having to hold his breath under dead bodies. Like that's. Oh yeah. Well, and like, you know that like he like had to have just been like on like an adrenaline high. Yeah. Like, like because like the the amount of people he saved, like it almost seems unbelievable except for the fact that it happened. Like, yeah. Like if, if it had not happened, it'd be like, no way. I, I think like a good comparison is there's a movie called uh, like Unbroken. I don't know if you've seen Unbroken. It was directed by Angelina Jolie, but it was about like Oh, a, I haven't seen the that. World War II yeah, movie. I know what you're and talking about though. I didn't like that movie. And that movie a big problem I had with it is sort of the it feels very unbelievable to me in terms of how much he goes through. Yeah. Um, 
and, and there's a lot of kind of arguments of like how much is there how many facts are really out there to like fact check and really prove that that happened and it gets kind of muddy like, like there's a scene where that guy gets punched like a hundred times in the face and it's like he'd probably be dead are you amping this up yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah exactly like that's the thing and, and, and it was following like after just being stuck and starving on a boat in the middle of the ocean for a few days it, it's sort of like all the things pile up where it becomes like i don't know how believable this is and there's not a whole lot that backs it up besides just is based on that man's memoir and if he went through it i'm like insane not like, trying like to take I got, anything yeah, away yeah i don't yeah. want to take anything away if he didn't go through that but also it's very hard to believe and there's not a whole lot supporting it uh, but while this one like there's all these people that are like nah, no this man like just, just 100% dropped did it, down yeah. like like 75 men not only on just like not only just like people from his from his troop that he mm-hmm. was dropping down like enemies yeah like he was saving enemies that, that, that was like, there was like that, that one funny line of dialogue where it's like he even dropped a couple of japs down too they didn't, they didn't make, it. make it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah or it's like like I get it yeah <laughs> like, like, like yeah like they're not gonna rescue him but like I I like the 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 quality of like that. He really was just out there to save people. He didn't yeah. like it. Really, like it didn't matter what team they were on. Just if someone's out there injured, he was like, "I'm going to save a person." One of my favorite parts of the Hacksaw Ridge is like where you have uh, Doss and Smitty together mm-hmm. in their like bunker, and they're yeah like finally getting like a heart to heart. You know, like the entire movie they've had yeah a difficult time being with one another, and they you know yeah. one thinks the other is kind of a full of shit yeah and then you know you finally have this realization that oh Doss is the man that he says mm-hmm. he is oh yeah and then following that is the death mm-hmm. of smitty and i feel like that's like the pivotal scene in the movie like that's like yeah oh shit this is what he needed to go and do this yeah it worked really well especially with like sometimes you know those things like i like how just quick it happened or it's yeah. like the moment they kind of had like a bit of like you know like yeah like you know like maybe just been too harsh on you bam like he's dead yeah yeah i I think that there's just that sort of just realness to it where it didn't try to like and they were friends yeah (laughs) forever like like, no it's just like they're in the middle of this and then he dies like almost not long after almost immediately after they start to kind of have like a bit of like a calm somewhat relationship yeah 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 and some of the brutalness too of like Smitty too like yeah he's a just a torso yeah it was like a shield it's just <laughs> disgusting but but that's what see oh that's I know like, that's the thing that's so like I I I said I was biased with war movies mm-hmm. and it's not because they usually glorify it it's just like I don't know I've, I've never been a fan like obviously I'm not a fan of wars but yeah. also I don't like the like the glorification of it or like this you know, you don't want a movie to it. feel pro war. Like, yeah, I, like, I don't that's, like that's the sentiment films. that I feel sometimes. Yeah. Um, in the past couple of years, there have been some ones that I enjoy. Like uh, I saw Dunkirk. I don't necessarily love the entire movie, mm-hmm. but I like the visuals and I love yeah. the score. Um, 1917 yeah. is just kind of like a, a marvel of cinematography. <laughs> like, yeah, I loved 1917. I think Dunkirk is pretty great. I, I, uh, I think like war films are ones too. Where, more often than not, they tend to be one-watch kind of movies yeah. for me. Um, like, even if they're great ones. I also am very picky about, like... For one, yeah, I also don't like the pro-war vibe. Like, I hate American Sniper. Like, yeah, that, that, I don't like that movie uh, Like, I, I hated it. Um, because it did kind of feel like propaganda to yeah. me. But, but then there's other films where, like... 
as far as like rewatches go, I love Apocalypse Now. Like, like there are war films. I haven't out seen there. that in forever. So yeah, because like for me, like Apocalypse Now is like one of my favorite films. I've seen that a handful of times. Got to see it in IMAX on a re-release, and that was pretty awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, but just war films are like they gotta be great or I'm not watching it. Is yeah. usually kind of where I fall with them. Where like if it's not a great film, I'm probably gonna stay away from it. Um, and I I still think Hacksaw Ridge is pretty great. I, I mentioned that like yeah like if my rating went down a little bit, it was really in that like I think I have some awareness too, just more from when I saw it the first time of that it does hit some familiar beats. I, I I never had a problem with the sentimentality of the film the first time. I don't. I didn't have it the second time. But I think that there are just familiar kind of tropes in these films, especially in the yeah. early stages, where it's like, yeah, I can I can see that, and in that like yeah, the, the emotional punch just didn't hit me the same way because I'd seen it. The know, thing but. is about the tropes is like the I guess the one thing I have to you know look at it with a lens of is like you know mm-hmm. this is. This is what it was for World War Two. Like, yeah, you know, this is what your day to day life was, and like you, you felt like you needed to go to war to save you yeah. know, people, or like you, you needed to go to war because your friends were doing it, and like if you don't do it, you're gonna think about it for the rest of your life, or you know, yeah, it's just the sentimentality and the score that accompanies it. Yeah. Fucking just takes me so far out of it that That's like so funny. I I had a lot more fun in the first half than I did the last time I watched it. Yeah, but I still was like, man, yeah. some of these things are just not and for me. I don't mind the score. I like yeah, the score is sappy, but like it's it's fine. Like I think it, it, it's a fine score. I I think like speaking of scores, I didn't go into it with Logan, but the score really stood out as not great to me watching yeah, Logan I can again. See that. Like like I don't know, it just kind of. Didn't quite work, um, but like yeah, with this one, I it's just just a like a, yeah, a schmaltzy, very to, string heavy. I, whenever I like criticize somebody that made something, like I always like you know I, I don't want that to take away from the movie, but like it, it really did, like it like lessened my opinion of the film, yeah, just because of the score, and so I like oh, yeah. I went into his. I went into I can't remember the name of the guy who who'd scored it, but like mm-hmm. I went and looked at a bunch of films yeah. that he had done to see if there's anything that I could like mm-hmm. give a positive light to. Yeah, and I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it, it's it's the, not as bad in the second half. Yeah, to me, like the score is fine. Like that's kind of how I feel about. It. Like I like didn't think it was like anything mind blowing or anything like that. But like it didn't aggravate me. But like I can understand too, though, that like. If a score is aggravating, it can really yeah. Hurt it starts how, to great yeah. yeah. It can hurt how you feel about a movie for sure. Like I, I understand that. Like like, like it, yeah. If you really don't like what you're hearing, it just can really weaken the experience because it plays a huge part in the emotional impact of sequences. Like when you have the the score, it's it, it, it's emotionally guiding you in, in yeah. the movie. And if if it's a something that's not resonating with you, it can really be damaging it's, it's like it's leaning into the campiness that the beginning is leaning into yeah but i already have my gripes with the campiness nature mm-hmm. of some of the emotional scenes like yeah at the beginning of the film when he's like beating the shit out of his brother and then he hits him in the head with a brick and then yeah. there's like this scene of Doss going and staring at the wall and there's like this image of uh like biblical yeah. like, figures and stuff like that that scene just I, I don't know like something about it just the over dramatization of like 
the dad losing his shit. Like, oh yeah, I, I think the dad is a good character, and I think that there's some moments that I I truly enjoyed him. Yeah, but like some of the alcohol induced like moments with him where he like hits the the yeah. gravestone and is bleeding and stuff like that. Like, I, it just it took yeah. me out. Yeah, the the movie definitely like especially in that, those early scenes. It's just really going for that like super schmaltzy, yeah, almost Hallmark movie. Yeah, almost has, yeah, like, like especially it, when they're younger. Yeah, 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 like because well, and it's everything is like, like overlit. Yeah, <laughs> like it's very like, yeah, it just it feels like they're on like a little sound stage. It, but that's the thing though, it's like the staginess of it kind of works for me in this weirdly charming way. I can understand yeah. why it wouldn't for others. Like I totally get it. Um, I also think it's kind of funny that, you know, it, it's for a very, like, American film, like, Andrew Garfield's a British actor. Yeah. I know that, like, I think he, like, is also, like, like, like has, like, citizenship. Like, I think he's also American. Dual but, like, nationality or something. But, like, he's yeah. primarily considered a British actor, Hugo Weaving, British actor. Yep. This is his dad. It's always kind of funny. And well, and even uh, Dorothy is like an Australian actress. Like, yeah. I just, like, it's always funny to me when there's like a movie like this where like you got like an American film that's like full of like very, like, like just European international people. Um, there's a similar thing with like The Devil All the Time is a movie where like that whole cast, it's a very Southern film. And like, majority of that cast is like not from America at Love all. It. Uh, but like yeah I just think it's kind of funny when things like that happen I, I think that they all give really solid really performances. great performances yeah yeah I I can understand how Vince Vaughn can take you out of it I liked him in the movie I didn't have a problem and with I, him yeah I'm not trying to give him a criticism because I do think that yeah. he handled the well like the role really well I just yeah. think it's like seeing him try to play an <laughs> angry sergeant is I just I don't know like him saying corporal I'm like I don't especially I don't when like yeah just when you're used to Vince Vaughn and his usual shtick it it, it, it takes a minute yeah <laughs> like it takes some time to get used to but I, I thought he was good in the movie I liked him I, I uh, yeah all, all around I think it just feels like a classical movie I, I think a thing I wanted to kind of highlight on too between these two movies is that like even if you don't like Hacksaw Ridge I feel like there, and even if you disagree with things that it has to say, or if you don't like the, the religious angle, or you don't like the use of violence mm-hmm. in, in the thematics of, of him being a pacifist, those are all things that prompt interesting discussions that Logan doesn't do at all. And I, and I bring that up because Logan is trying to claim that it's a film for adults. Yeah. And this is a film where Hacksaw Rage, which I would argue is a film for adults, where whether you like it or not, you can have some interesting adult discussions around the religious conversation that the movie is the sparking. patriotism the, the, the patriotism it. you know what what the movie is saying about war the glorification of violence if it's doing it th- th- those are heavy topics and things that can spark an interesting discussion that don't come from a movie where a man fights an evil clone of himself yeah i can see that yeah <laughs> like i i, I just I bring it up just because, like, yeah, to me, like, I, I get more satisfaction out of watching a movie that is really genuinely, like, made for adults. And I have no problem with yeah. comic book films, but it, it gets weird when a movie like Logan tries to blur those lines. And, and I and I just can appreciate, even if you don't like Hacksaw Ridge and you find it overly sappy or sentimental, there's heavier conversations that that movie can spark, whether you like the movie or not, that, that I 
have to. Come I think to also work. like the takeaway too is even if you're not a huge fan of the film, mm-hmm. like at least you're getting a positive story about like an action, like an actual yeah. true story that you can go and research on your own time or look into. Like yeah, and I do think the little interviews at the end, like a lot of those kinds of movies yeah. tend to have those, and they're pretty impactful. Like, they are, like, yeah. like they like still like I remember like being a, a pretty much a teary eyed mess the first time I saw the movie. For me, it was like. I cried at that moment. Like, like, when, like, the real guy was out there talking about it and the people who experienced it and, like, kind of how insane, like, what they had, like, what he had had done was. It's, like, seeing the real people still brought tears to me. Like, like still made me emotional. Um, but, like, the first time I watched it, just seeing the story play out had me in a much more emotional state. Um, and I already know the story, you know. It's, yeah. it's a little different. But still seeing the actual people talking about the events and everything is still, like, pretty impactful and uh, and it still like worked well for me a lot of those movies tend to do that i've seen bad movies like movies that i would consider like kind of bad or stupid that based on true stories where i'm really not a fan of the movie at all but yet like they'll show the real footage at the end and it'll make me cry (laughs) but like i don't give the movie credit for that yeah you're like Um, this is just crazy that it's fucking real yeah 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 like i won't give the movie credit for that but like at the same time like just i'm glad that they were able to get that footage yeah when they did because just it's not a whole lot of world war ii veterans out there anymore so when they were able to actually interview those guys it was it was fascinating but yeah i I think it's a pretty impact like impactful story pretty uh insane what he did yeah Um, no for sure and that's and that's one of the things i had wrote down is like regardless of like mm -hmm. my overall expectations views on the film it's like i can't take away from a phenomenal story that this guy had like yeah I'm not a fan of like you know I'm not all gung ho on being like the big patriotism yeah. you know everyone has to go to war but like mm-hmm. it, it is pretty great to hear somebody just going out and saving yeah his comrades yeah I think it's it's a pretty powerful message that I think the movie's bringing with that of it's a war film that isn't like even like falling into like not calling it pro war I'd say it's patriotic for sure yeah. but like it, it was someone who was serving their country in the form of saving lives rather than I'm going to go out and a murder bunch a bunch of Japanese people. people yeah, yeah, exactly. And even tried to save some Japanese people. I, yeah. I think that that's, that's a strong message. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's one that like, I'm glad this story got told. Like, yeah. Like, it's empowering to see somebody who's actually like, mm-hmm. who actually cares about others. Yeah. Like there's like moments in the film where you see him like, no, we're going to save this person. Like, even though people are like, no, that person's going to die in, like, the next 30 minutes. He's like, no, yeah. we're going to save them. Give them mm-hmm. morphine. It's like... Yep. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's a powerful story for sure. I think uh, we ready to go into our Yeah, I'm ready to this? give him my rating. Yeah, I'll let you go first since this is your so, hot take. So, on first watch, I probably would have gave this movie, like, a four. I was pretty harsh mm-hmm. on it. Um, this time, it, it's kind of hard for me to really give it, like, a an accurate rating of, mm-hmm. i'd probably say somewhere around a six okay um yeah sometimes maybe leaning into like a light seven but like yeah the the brutality on the second half is one of like the most visceral war scenes i've ever seen in my entire life and like just seeing that juxtaposed with the first half of the movie mm-hmm. is like brilliant cinema like brilliant oh, yeah. filmmaking yeah i don't really like giving mel gibson as much criticism or as much like praise, praise. <laughs> yeah. i like to give him criticism but like he did do a pretty decent job at that. Um, yeah. This this movie is is fun, and it's also really depressing. Oh yeah, yeah. I 
I think I can. I'm pretty good at separating the art from the artist. Yeah. Like, you know, like sometimes it can get hard if they're like, like just evil, basically. But like, <laughs> like, I, like, like Mel Gibson's an asshole, but like he, uh, I can still acknowledge like he's talented. At yeah, he I mean, like, listen, but he's I, an asshole. I do watch like the. I, I I'm fond of like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Like that franchise, I am fond of. So it's like, even though I'm not a huge Mel Gibson fan, I will uh, watch those. Oh, I got a massive soft spot for Signs. <laughs> no, okay, that like one's I, pretty I, good I too. Love signs, but yeah, no, I uh, I think this movie's great. I, I'd say like for me, if we're going like kind of that first watch discussion, like first watch it was like a nine. It's it's now an eight. It's an eight out of ten for me. I I still think this is a great film, and I, and I I do love that juxtaposition, like like you mentioned. Uh, and I think too, it it makes the visceralness that much more powerful yeah. because everything you've been watching has been so schmaltzy and yeah. so sappy. And then it goes into just uh, like unrelenting violence that like it doesn't cut away at all. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's still a powerful movie, a, a fantastic film overall. And if you know if you like war films, I'm assuming you've probably already seen it. But like, yeah, it's definitely one of the better ones, I'd say. And yeah, still still a fan of the movie. But yeah, I'm. Uh, Glad you liked it more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I like, am too. I mean, like, yeah. it, it's like, it's like I, I didn't expect. I expected to have a like a worse idea yeah. on it, so it was pretty pleasant to take away. Like, oh, it's not as bad as I had anticipated. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was totally ready for like the sappiness to bother you like more so on a second watch. Was like what I was kind of preparing myself I, for was I, we were gonna go in having a bigger gap. I think my um, biggest criticism the first watch is like. I don't know. The religious depictions, I think, really were, like, grading me the first time I was yeah. watching it. And then along with the sentimentality and the score, like, I was yeah. able to, like, forgive a little bit of this mm-hmm. for what it's able to do later on. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if you hated it on first watch, I would recommend maybe giving it another shot. Like, it might not be your favorite movie. Yeah. You but don't, you yeah, might you have, have a better... Like... A better outlook yeah. on it. You don't have to fall in love with yeah. it, but, but it's it's a movie where I think too, just yeah, depending on what you had expected going in, because it's it is very sentimental, yeah, extremely very. sentimental, and uh, it even if you don't like it on a second watch, I get it because like it, it it weighs on the movie pretty intensely. It's pretty heavy, <laughs> like like yeah. it's coated on thick. But I like it. I think it's a good film. But yeah, yeah, I think this was a a fun episode to just kind of talk about these movies. They strangely like like i don't know uh, they don't have too many connections in the in the usual way i feel like um, yeah other than maybe they were made similar like or like in the same time frame relatively yeah I think same 2016, time frame 2017. i think like yeah both of them for us were kind of those like overhyped films i think yeah. is kind of where we kind of fell with our feelings on it and like like kind of carried over into the discussions but yeah i think it was a yeah, interesting pairing, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. I was going to do Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, having two superhero movies. I was glad to have, I, like, yeah. a war film. And, yeah. I mean, we do technically still, like, Spider-Man was <laughs> off ridge. But, yeah. yeah, with that, though, are we ready to go into the movies that we like, that people Yeah, that people don't like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to go into this. <laughs> Who's kicking this off? Uh, I'll rip the Band-Aid okay. off. Okay. I really like Chappie, and, like, I okay. feel like everyone hates that movie. Okay. Any person I talk to, like, absolutely despises it. 
Yeah. I did find it funny to do two Hugh Jackman movies <laughs> that back, to back, yeah, back without, to back without planning. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, okay. Yeah. I I haven't seen Chappie since it came out. Um, I guess I can can save my my thoughts. Yeah. On okay. It. Um, but uh, yeah. So for my movie, I am going with Serenity, Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Serenity. Uh, I don't know if 2017 I film. Um. It's uh, it's an interesting movie. Um, a lot of people think it's pretty terrible. Um, I uh, I'll save kind of my thoughts for when we get into the episode, but it's a uh, it's a movie that did not work for really anyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even think I've seen this movie, so this would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be fun, especially for you on your first watch, knowing nothing about it. Yeah, or if you know very little. So. Yeah, I know I went into it with a certain mindset and uh, left being shocked that I actually kind of legitimately liked it. I was ready for something that I was going to like pick apart and, <laughs> and, and, and honestly I was going in for something I was going to laugh at and it ended up like, that was fun. That was so, actually, I yeah. mean, for a 21% review, like that's pretty... <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very lowly rated film, but uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it more than once. And I can still say that, like I, I like this movie. Same <laughs> so. with same with Chavi. I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, uh, I like District Nine more, but I I think Chappie is pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I mean I'd be pretty damn shocked if you said that. Yeah, better than District <laughs> no, Nine. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, because like, I, I don't know. I got my yeah, that's a little too far. Yeah, 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 yeah I got yeah, my yeah. opinions on Chappie yeah. that we'll get into. Yeah. But this will be a this will be an interesting episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, so. Yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled for Chappie and Serenity, uh, make sure to watch them before the next episode. Also, be warned that you might hate both of these movies, potentially. These are not popular films. Yeah, these are unpopular opinions. Um, But yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, tune in next time for part two as we talk about our hot takes. And we will see you then. Bye. Bye.